I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Official. We have some fights last week. We got some fights to talk about this week. Sean got married. Uh, Brad still digging the short hair. Uh, yeah, all is well. Sean, how was the wedding? Do you feel you feel good? Feel sad? What do you got? It was amazing, and clearly I have stopped giving a fuck. Uh, didn't take long after I got married because yeah, <laughs> just just trashing it up and uh, just letting it all go. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you look, look for you. You look really poor right now. <laughs> That's the look I'm going for. I don't have to yeah. keep up appearances anymore. Like if Maybe I win some bets. If I was to walk into your house, I would expect to see bags of black water just spread out across your, across your house, ash everywhere. I would oh, expect yeah. it to look like that. Could I offer you some saran wrap wrapped wine? <laughs> Dude, I got these sweet tickets off my printer. <laughs> see what a good Photoshop job I did, guys. What a sad, sad human being. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you, uh, how are you doing, Brad? I'm doing well. Finally got the, the new deck all, uh, all finished in the backyard. That project took way longer than it should have. Yeah. But, uh, it's done now, so probably start recording out there again, although it's, uh, just about dark here, so mm. who knows how that'll work. It's crazy. I've been watching, like, some of the Scottish Open pre-coverage and all that stuff in St. Andrews. And they can play golf there until, like, almost 11 p.m. Yeah, back when uh, I lived up in Sudbury, which was, you know, five hours north of where I am now, it would be light out until 10.30. It was pretty awesome. That's, yeah. that's what I live. That's what I yep. live. And then it's dark at 4.30 p.m. at in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part's not great. That's, uh, I mean, here it gets – because we're, so we're in central time zone – but it's pretty close to – we're not too far from the border. Like, if you drive an hour and a half each way, it goes to east, eastern time zone, so we're pretty close. Yeah. And, yep. like, it'll start getting dark in the winter here at 4.15, 4.30. Terrible. Like, when I was driving home from work, it'd be, like, 4.45, pitch black. Yep. Which is depressing in a way. Yeah. That always but reminds you know, me of, of wrestling in high school because, like, I would be done wrestling practice. Our wrestling season was was over the winter. Um, cause that's just when we do it. And I would get out of practice and go wait for the bus and it would be dark out. And I'd be like, man, this is, this is my life. This is sad. Yeah. Ours is like that too. We did, cause ours goes through like through the winter, you know, yeah. through, like after, like I think it ends, if I recall first week of February, it ends, but it goes from like September to February. And yeah, we get out at six, it'd be pitch black. I'd go home, I'd black out. I would attempt to do it the next day. Like it was, it was just wild. Like just trying to survive is the life of a, a wrestler. All right. Um, so we can talk about next week's or uh, last week's fights and then get into this week's fights. Um, I will not be on the show next week, FYI, uh, cause I'll be out of town, but, and I can't watch the fights because of the timing. 
That sucks. They're both early cards while I'm going to be in the car. That's just depressing. It's not good. I don't like you, it. You, you've got PVR. You'll you'll not watch it eventually and then delete it off the PVR. Well, I think that I watch fight. If I know the results of a fight, it's hard for me to care. Like I can barely yeah. watch stuff take delays. I know some people will like not know the results, but then try to like like okay, I'm going to sit down and watch the fights. Now I don't know the results. Even when I do that, I'm just like. Like I'm just fa- I'm fast forwarding so much I'm skipping I just can't get in the flow. There's no there's no feel when you're doing it that way. Like I don't, I don't know I don't like it. So I'll try to I'll probably listen to the fight or Evan's coming to the beach with us too. So I might have Evan just like hold the uh, put his phone in the fights and hold it and then just kind of give me play by play. I think would be a fair uh, a fair way to do it. And then in the way back the London card I think that actually starts around the same time too if not even earlier. Which that card's great, so that's sad. Except for the main event, it's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm torn it's about the exact these. same, exact same time. Yeah, I'm like, torn about these early cards during the summer because, like, I want to be outside doing stuff. So I don't want to do that. Um, but I do not when I'm traveling. That's not my favorite. But it is golf season. They should think twice. But like, I'm not going to be able to watch Paul Craig. Hmm. I mean, well, also Ooh, we, we might have to fade him. him. I don't get the thing with the with Paul Craig. So he was in the prelims last card when he was one of the best fights in the card. He's been the hottest guy. Now he's the curtain jerker, and the fight after him is Hannah Goldie. Like, what are they That's, doing? Can you not <laughs> figure this out? They're anti-Semitic, Lance. That's got to be it. Like, after, yeah. he, after he submits Vulcan in 15 seconds, it's like, yeah. how many guys does this guy have to murder before he gets a step up? He's going to get a title shot that's on the uh, prelims. You could also, you could actually say he's probably taken a step down his last three fights. I would say Jamal Hill is better than um, Krylov, who's better than Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't know what they're doing with him. It's it's pretty dumb. Like who's he fighting next? Sam Alvey. Yep, I hope is so. Alvey back. I saw he's <laughs> fighting again. His retirement fight. I what if he, he's you know what's happened? He's gonna win and get like a four fight contract extension. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's making that that big money. Too good. All right, well, let's talk about last week's card. Um, We'll work through the prelims and get to the main card. I have not been on a a very good MMA run lately. I was telling the guys I'm on the hottest golf run of my entire life, won four of the last five weeks uh, with some big numbers, and then MMA, mm, not great. So hopefully we can turn around this card, but let's uh, let's start from last week's card. Bantamweight division, some guy I can't pronounce, defeated Ronnie Warren's finance decision. This was just a fucking beatdown. This was bell to bell. I was shocked at how easy he was able to outgrapple Ronnie Lawrence. I don't know if Brad or Sean, you guys had anything on this fight, but I was way the fuck off on Ronnie Lawrence on this one. It's it's weird to see a guy that is a you know a takedown artist just get dominated like that. Like, Easily. yeah, there's levels. <laughs> yeah, like. I thought, like, we got to get this fight to the ground because Ronnie Lawrence is obviously a bit shaky in the feet. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, we can't even stay in the feet. Like, the, the guy's takedowns were really good. He did nothing at the end of the fight, them. Like, which I didn't love. But everyone was complaining about him a little bit. I thought he was actually really active the first couple of rounds on the ground. I thought he was throwing a lot. I thought he was, you know, he could have been a little more. But I thought he was decently aggressive. And his, he's going to be a tough guy to beat with that, with that grappling and top control. What, what do you mean you can't pronounce his name, though, Lance? This is Kokramanov. Oh, Kokramanov? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Said Yukub Kokramanov? Yeah. Fair. 
All right. Light heavyweight division. Kenny Nunchuck defeated Carl Robertson. TKO, third round, 219. I had the under in this one. So as bad as my run's going, I won this fucking under. There you go. By, By 10 seconds. 11, 10, 11 seconds. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. I'm watching this fight, and he, so Nunchuck's going to finish this fight whenever he felt like. He was like, you know what? I'm going to just keep for the next 10 minutes this one hook uh, rear naked choke. I'm just going to keep trying it over and over again. I'm not going to hit him. I'm just going to keep trying. He was on the side with one hook. And all he did is kept going like this, hold it for 10 seconds, then let go. And I was like, you can literally finish him whenever you please. Like, Robertson, if you're on top of him, you hit him a couple times, he's done. Like, that's it. And he finally put it together. And I won this bet, and I'm thinking, because that got me close to right back even. I'm thinking, like, that was the turning point in this bad run. It was not. It was not the turning <laughs> point. It wasn't. Can stuff. you Can you name a fighter? That Carl Roberson wouldn't make look like an ADCC champ. No, because he's so wow. Bad. He is. He's he got cut today. So RIP. Yeah. Is is mediocre jujitsu ruining the UFC? <laughs> like yeah. you're good enough at jujitsu to like get position, but not good enough to finish anything. I think that is. I think if you're if you're strong. And you get top positions where it's hard for guys to get up. Like, there's a reason, like, he was staying in certain positions. Cause it left Rob Roberson, like, no, no chance to get up. But we've seen this a lot. Like, if you can get a takedown and you can just stall your way out, then you're, you're fine. Throw a little punch here and there. Like, like, Nunchucks can't wrestle and doesn't, he doesn't know jujitsu at all. Like, that was very evident by what he was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. like, he has never trained jujitsu. He trained top control. <laughs> His, is, but, is what he trained, but yeah, I mean, even, I the, even these guys that are allegedly high-level black belts can't get finishes anymore. They get the back yeah. and they just sit there. It's awful. There's very it's horrible. The, they don't the, take chances to go for a little lower, you know, percentage shit. So then they just use their positional. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I mean, gone are the days where people are diving for guillotines, transitioning to an arm bar when they're dominant position, things like that. Like, there's very over did it. That's why Glover's the goat. Well, the one guy he might not be the champ anymore, but he's the goat. Well, most guys now are just their position over submission, and that's just what it is. Like, there's except like, Dubrox, who's also the goat. One guy. Well, if if you're really that high level, right? If you're a great grappler, you're a great jiu-jitsu guy, you have good wrestling and all that, you should always go submission over position. Because all right, let's yeah. say Dubrox goes for an armbar or does something crazy. Worst case scenario, okay, now he's on his back. You're still fucked, right? Let's say the fight gets back in the feet. Okay, I'll take you down again. Like, I think the guys that are that are not going for submissions are scared to end up underneath, or they're scared they can't take them down again. So they're just like, steal the round, and then we'll see we'll see what happens. And it's just not entertaining. I don't no. think there's many people that have the jujitsu bottom game of the Bronx, to be fair, so... Correct. Yes, but I think unless all W all women's MMA does, we know we know you're probably good. But I mean, it's you can't move up and get to a certain level in the UFC without getting finishes. You're like that's the weird thing about a guy like Paul Craig, which you're talking about, like where he for some reason can't get elevated as high as he's beer juice here. By the way, Um, he can't get elevated in cards and where he should. Like this should be a guy that's main eventing. Like his personality, his style, he finishes fight. Like it doesn't make sense in that. But then you got a guy like this 
Carl Barallo, whatever his fucking name is, who doesn't do shit. And he's a co-main event. It's wild. Yeah. UFC's knows what they're doing. It's, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really wild. I mean, you got Hannah Goldie, Molly McCann ahead of Bear Jew on a card. And like, Bear Jew's a little, like, Meatball Molly. She's a star. She's the champ. She had the belts after the last fight. Bear Jew's legit top five in the division at this point. Yeah, like, pretty close. Come on now. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on here. By the way, David Onama defeated Garrett Armfield. Whatever. I didn't see this one, but I had the over one and a half. Um, so cash that by 43 seconds. Jesus. Nice. Some close uh, <laughs> totals on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I lost one by 30 seconds on the later in the mm. card. <laughs> what was the one uh, a couple weeks back that hit exactly? It pushed. I it, remember that. I don't remember what fight it was though. Can't remember. It was. I think that might have been a PFL fight or was that UFC? It was PFL, I think. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. I don't remember which one it was though. Um, all right, Antonio Shevchenko defeated Courtney Casey. I I did not watch. Nope. So I'm to the point now. I don't even look at the screen during a lot of these women's fights. Like, I literally did not look at the screen. I had a baseball game on. I was watching the baseball game. I, think I was probably fucking around TikTok, you know, just watching some talks. Uh, and then I, I didn't see a second. And then I looked up, and everyone on Twitter had said that Shevchenko clearly lost the fight, and then she won a split decision. I was like, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds good. Get the dog. It's. I assume there was some grunting. There's probably some young from the corners. Middleweight division, Cody Brundage, good to Gore, knockout, first round. Got this one right. I had Brundage, plus 125. Um, I, I was, I was marking this bet fucking dead. You know, he got the early takedown, nothing happened. He's in the feet. He looks like he just runs 17 marathons in a row. He's getting pieced up a little bit and then just absolutely floors him out of nowhere. Gore is, he's, he's all looks, right? I, I made the comment that he's, he's Czech Congo. People like him and think he's good because he looks like he should be. He's actually not very good. Like he just he's just, he's a big fucking dude and he looks strong. He's very athletic. He sucks. He just sucks. And Brundage, who has horrible striking, clean <laughs> clean knockout, pretty awesome. That guy's pulled some shit out uh, in his last couple of fights that uh, I did not expect. That's for sure. He's no, fun. I... He, he's he's like the the bad type of fighter that is extremely fun to watch because yeah. he's bad yeah. enough. I love it. I mean, he got yes. thick willy and he's still fighting. Most guys who get thick willy just, they just walk off into the sunset. Yeah. They need to get some stuff stitched back together and uh, <laughs> yeah. don't know how to walk again. A lot of bleeding. A lot of bleeding. All right. Lightweight division. This one I lost. I had doesn't go, but whatever. Dan Malarkey defeated Michael Johnson. Split decision. Did not agree. Uh, did not agree with this decision. Nobody. Did. I don't think most people did. <laughs> it was bad. I know, like, we throw the robbery term around. I don't know what classifies a robbery, per se. I will say this. One guy clearly won. Everyone I saw scored it. This. I know when people think robbery, they think it has to be like, oh, like Diego Sanchez versus yeah. Pearson or whatever. Like, that's a robbery. I'm like, okay. But let's say 100 people watch a fight. 95 of those people said Michael Johnson won. It can be close, right? If they all go, 
95%, Michael Johnson won. It was close, though. Still a robbery. If 95% of the people say this guy won, but two of the three people say this guy won. So 66% on this side and 5% on this side. That is a robbery. That I didn't have money on Michael Johnson here. I like Michael Johnson as a fighter. I wanted him to win, but I didn't have any betting. It didn't matter. I just thought that was fucking disgusting. And we got to stop giving them, oh, it's not a robbery, though. It was close. It was clear. That was a very easy fight to score, in my opinion. But the scoring criteria. Uh, the the UFC, wow, the, the uh, commissions seem to find these outliers really easily. They, uh... They're the five percenters, I guess, eh? Who was I, it on this one? I don't... Something I don't called know. Anthony Maness. I don't know if he's and related Derek to, Cleary. to Nate Maness. And then, of course, Cleary. Derek Cleary. <laughs> I yep. just didn't... I don't know. Like, I was... I didn't look at an MMA decision. I'm sure you guys are on it now. Um, but I'm looking I, right now, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see... I saw almost nobody that was... That were picking... That thought Malarkey won that fight. I think most people said the first was... Close, but everyone had Michael Johnson. It's like know. three, three, uh, six, sixteen to four for yeah, or sixteen four yeah. so, for Johnson on there. So eighty percent, eighty percent, and even that's probably that, low. That's a robbery. We gotta stop. We gotta stop <laughs> saying it's not a robbery when it is. If eighty percent of people say this guy won the fight, and then on the other side, two of these three morons are saying the other guy won. Like, that is a bad decision. That is a robbery, whatever you want to call it. And this wasn't one of those, like, control versus criteria and damage and wrestling. This was, I assume, judges closing their eyes for a few minutes in the first round. That's the only thing I can think of. The second and third, obviously, no questions whatsoever. But I just don't – I don't get it. I don't know how you can watch that first round and go, that was malarkey, because he caught him with one punch with 15 seconds left. He won the fight. Like, but got kind of dropped earlier. Maybe if Michael Johnson didn't have that big moment early on, but he did have that moment. If it was something where it was like Michael Johnson was winning, but nothing big happened, then he gets dropped at the end. Sure. Michael dropped Johnson was just as close, if not closer to finishing the fight and hurting him as Malarkey. So then, okay, let's call those even. Michael Johnson won almost all of the striking exchanges in the first round. So I just don't at this point understand what we're what we're looking at. Judges smoking the right shit. And then judges are always going to be bad. What's that that fat kid's name that everyone talks about that's judging? Oh, Sean. Sean. Sean Sean Yeah, yeah. Um, Other. So he he likes he's he's the expert, right? He scored that twenty nine twenty seven, Mister Expert twenty nine twenty seven Malarkey. That was his score. What? Yeah, expert. He needs to to lay off the potato stew a little bit, I think. That's a lot of potatoes. That's <laughs> well, he's Irish, right? We got nothing else to. We don't have anything else. How do you get so twenty nine twenty seven? So that's terrible. they're giving Malarkey a ten eight in the second. I guess. I mean, it was like he did outstrike him, but he it, but it wasn't beat like the piss out of him in the third. I there, know. So. I'm a ten eight guy. I'm a big 10-8 guy. 29-27 Malarkey. So he gave the first to Malarkey and then – Yeah. So he had 29 Malarkey and then 10-8 in the second. So he watched 10 minutes of that fight and said, yes, this is the correct score. I read 
this 415 page nerd book and this is what I came up with. <laughs> That's it's, correct, Lance. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Anyway, I felt for Michael Johnson. I did. I felt for the guy. Um, bullshit decision. Fucking 10, 8 seconds. Really? That's bad. Like, That's bad. I don't care how much you claim you have taken judging courses and read the criteria and all that bullshit. Like, fights are generally easy to score. Yes. It's not, it's not complicated. And no one complains when they're not easy to score. But like, I would say for the most part, let's say I have 10 buddies, like you guys, like Aaron, uh, Dan, like some of the other guys we all talk to. And I would say 95% of the time, we all score the fights the same way. Maybe if there's a yeah. close round here or there, we, we Super have Super close. If Wes has a bet on it, he'll score it the other way. But other than that, yeah. we're pretty consistent. Well, you only count Wes as if he doesn't have a bet on it, obviously. That, which um, barely ever happens. always have the same winner. So why is it so hard for these trained professionals? Maybe they're caught up in the nerdum like Sean Sheehan. 10, 8 seconds. Give me a break, dude. And I think with his stuff, like he's, I've seen him score some rounds where it's like a guy was on top. For four and a half minutes. It wasn't crazy, but he was landing ground and pound. He controlled it the whole time. Maybe he passed once, landed some punches, and he'll be like, the guy on top did no damage, so I'm giving it to the guy on bottom. Or the guy on bottom. The guy that was just laying there? That's who you're giving it to? The criteria doesn't say if you're on top but don't land big enough shots, the guy doing nothing gets it. I'm pretty sure I didn't read that. Like, you just <laughs> try to be different. And yeah. I don't like that. Plus fat people. I don't like fat people. <laughs> How can you respect them? They don't respect themselves. It's a, it's a, it's a gland issue. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Fat people, man. I swear to God. <sighs> Just no self-respect. Lance That's back really to ranting. Love it. Anyway, uh, this fight, I stopped watching like two minutes and it was so bad. Uh, the hobby defeated Tercio. Tercio sucks. I don't know what the fuck was happening. That fight sucks. Yeah, that was one of the the worst fights I've seen because the guy that was winning doesn't throw any punches and the guy that was losing was throwing the worst punches I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good fight. Uh, Drendon said also, if it, if damage mattered, look at the two dudes after the fight. Like Michael Johnson had a scratch on him. Like Malarkey looked like he had been in a pretty bad fight. Like it just, <laughs> I don't know. Like the criteria stuff is, it's, it's so bad. So bad. Anyway, Canadians have never going to get better. Six or what? What? Uh, he's creeping up. He's creeping up for sure. The hobby? Yeah. What oh, a sad, man. sad country for fighting you guys live in. Oh, it's bad. All right. Very bad. Heavyweight, Chase Sermon, defeated Jared Bandera, knockout third round. I had the under here. Uh, didn't hit it. <laughs> hit it. Didn't. <laughs> Not hit it. But there were so many times in this fight where Sherman wanted to quit, like he always yeah. does. And Vandera was just like, no, I'm, I'm gonna let you stay in it. I'm, I'm gonna do exactly what you wanna do in this fight instead of putting any pressure on you or clinching you, not trying to take you down. What Full an middle. idiot. This, this, this might go down as one of the worst game plans we've ever seen. Sherman's only chance of beating you is if you strike at range with him. That's it. He's long and dumb, but a heavyweight, he's fast enough that he can land punches. If you even touch him and clinch him, he's going to be on the mat instantly. And then he literally has no idea what he was doing. So Vandera literally doesn't shoot a takedown the entire fight. 
he he got terrified after what he did with Alexi Olenek. We we, we got to yeah. remember the he, the fight IQ on this person. He shoots out Olenek and then throws hands with <laughs> with Sherman. Good for Sherman. I like this kid. I'm happy that he won though. I was also I was... Chase Sherman getting a knockout in round three. Uh, our our boy Aaron Watershow is on to something. Usada's on summer vacation right now. Mm-hmm. There's no way this dude has cardio after the six minute mark of a normal fight. Well usually his cardio is bad because people push him and grapple him and wrestle him. <laughs> Bandera just circled and threw little punches here and there. Like very weird game plan. Alright. Let's see. Bantamweight, Saeed Nurmagomedov defeated Douglas Silva de Andrade. I took a shot at the inside plus 500 here. I had to. I like the fade Russians getting knocked out. Um, I know it was like, like the scorecards didn't seem like it was close to the 30-27 there, which was obnoxious. You could have made an argument here for de Andrade actually taking this one. That second it was, round was not a blowout, blowout round. I scored it for Nurmagomedov, but like this, this fight was a lot closer than I think people expected. It was, it was competitive. Um, I thought it was going to be competitive, but I think the the best point made by this uh, or on this fight was by Edder Aaron, who said we fucked up by not doing a, a Saeed bet parlay between mm. this Saeed and the first Saeed. Because that's uh, that was some money in the pocket. Oh, Aaron's in the chat room. He said, "I'm in Cabo right now, and I saw Usada at the bar." <laughs> I believe it. There you go. There you go. Even the non-boring Russians, such as this guy, he's throwing spinning fit and all this stuff. Even with that style, he still finds a way to be boring. Let's find a way. <laughs> they, they usually find a way. I I give this guy like there's too much spinning shit going on. Mm-hmm. But he's a. I mean, he stopped Cody. We were on Cody Seaman when they fought last time. Yeah. And yeah. he stopped him in like a minute. So, yeah. gotta give him a little bit of credit. Eh, I don't think so. Alright, come in. He's not related to Khabib, so, you know. True. That's, that's, that's a plus true. in my book. Yeah. Yep. Uh, middleweight, Kyle Barala defeated Armin Petrosian's Petro- decision. Awful fight. Every second of it. Boralio is right. Why is he on? Why is he a co-main? I don't get People it. were trying to hype him up a little bit before this fight. Oh, he's gonna win some fights, but man, yeah, it's just gonna be punch yourself in the dick fun while it happens. Yeah. Why yeah. didn't Petrosian try and defend takedowns before the third round? Because when he defended takedowns, he did a lot better. He did. I, I think also. Big Brazilian man might have been a little bit more tired uh, mm. in the third round because there's not a lot of technique behind that man wrestling. It's more like <laughs> man, run, tackle, <laughs> like that's kind of like his style. Like I don't even know if they were takedowns as much as tackles. <laughs> yeah. So I think with his his style and his wrestling, I think if that guy gets tired, he has no wrestling whatsoever. Hard to tell, uh, especially when. There's no attempt to defend the takedown as well. True. True. Hey, Ted. Teddy says hi. Sean got married, oh, Ted. Okay. What do you think? Yeah? Is that cool? <laughs> All right. We're going to get away from me. All right. Uh, main event, Rafael 
Didier versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, better than expected, I would say, from the fizzy pop. Good takedown defense. Extraordinary takedown defense. I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to strike with this guy. A little more patience yeah, than I thought. I wish he went a little more crazy like he used to, but I think he was holding back because he was worried about gassing a bit. I mean, yeah. he, he was he was he was kind of sprinting. Every once in a while, he'd flurry with some big power, and it when it landed, you could tell. Uh, yeah. But I think he was a he was a bit worried about if this went deep. It was a fairly competitive fight until it kind of. I mean, it you, was. you give the edge to Physio. It, it was just. I think the difference was just the power, and and when he threw the flurries, they they landed on RDA. Uh, kind of in the walls. It was it was close. It was, yeah, it was the first three rounds were not remotely competitive. The third round was definitely competitive. Yeah, uh, RDA was landing. What, what RDA was, was landing shots through the whole fight. So the yeah. it got stopped in the fifth round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth round was the RDA round. The third round yeah. was a little bit more competitive, but I thought Fizzy Pop still won it. Pretty. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was the second that I thought was close. Yeah, that wasn't uh, close. Either. No, the first and second weren't close at all. The third was close, yeah. The third was the closer one, but I thought it was yeah. clear. I mean, he was down three rounds, and then he won the fourth. And it wasn't yeah, like I, I, he was winning. Round. I was just saying that it was more competitive during the lulls than than yeah. what I expected. But, yeah. I mean, it's impressive to, to put RDA out, period, and then that late in a fight? Yep. That's yeah, nope. fucking nope. good, man. Lightweight I, is lightweight's wild right now. I thought Fizzy was starting to get a little tired in the fourth round. The fourth. Or not a little tired. In, I start, thought he was starting to get a lot tired in the fourth round. And I had an RDA sub round five ticket, that plus 8,000, that uh, I was like, oh, baby. And then 15 seconds into the round, just no. Cool. Absolutely not. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, because the third round was close-ish. I thought it was cl- I didn't think he won it, but I was like, maybe judges would give it to him. And I was like, well, the fourth round's definitely his. And I was like, maybe we get a bad card here. Fizzy's tired. Let's get him down. But was not was not meant to be. I, that the takedown defense was impressive because it wasn't like RDA was getting bad entries or taking no. bad shots. He, no, has he had very a bunch good of good ones. He does yeah. set up his his takedowns very well. Fizzy just has insane takedown defense like that wizard that he hit in the third round oh, yeah. was nuts now with all that said Dubronx takes him down within four seconds of the fight and he's tapping five <laughs> seconds later uh no one can stop that man's takedowns but most guys i think he can he can force him to feet and Dubronx would piece him up in the feet anyway if he felt like it depends on the day of the week and welcome to the show rob happy to have you sorry all right Let's move on now to UFC on ABC, Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. We'll start at the bottom of the card with the worst fight on the card. Women's strawweight division, Jessica Penne versus Emily Ducati. Not a Dukakis. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I need to go cash out my bet. Mm-hmm. Take the dog and don't even think about it. Pass. the dog. Uh, I think Penne is. Yes, Penne, plus 130. You pick her, you probably shouldn't bet this fight, and you move on. You just fade the OnlyFans. Don't they both? I don't know no. who Emily Ducati is. Ducati. <laughs> I've heard of her. I couldn't pick her out of the lineup. I assume she is not good-looking. Um, 
And that's as far as I got. I know Jessica Penny is confirmed OnlyFans. Yeah. So so we've got like the OnlyFans is the dog in a low level women's MMA fight. So definitely stay away from a, a betting perspective. Um I I think I'm probably gonna pick a women's favorite, which means oh, I'm gonna get this fight wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But Jessica Passa is way past it. Um, and then Aaron, if you want to do the research on the back end on the Ducati OnlyFans, just to confirm or deny before people place their bets, um, I'm gonna not bet Jessica Penne or Emily Ducate. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna pick not Jessica Penne and then move on from there. But no bet. All right, Middleton, Dwight Grant, the German, Dustin Stolfus. The German? The German, Nushan. White Grant is not good. Um, no. Stolfus is also not good. I guess the thing going for him is he has a much, much more difficult, uh, uh, opponent. He's had much, much difficult, more, dif- more difficult opponents in, in the UFC so far. Um, Dwight Grant should not be a favorite to anybody, especially a guy who's probably going to be able to take him down a couple times. So. Uh, pick and Stolfus, but I ain't betting it. Brad? Yeah, Stolfus looked kind of alright against Meerkat. Uh, he, he was making that fight competitive in the grappling as well. Um, obviously before that he faced, uh, Vieira and Dukakis, so hasn't had, uh, an easy ride so far in the UFC. I think the biggest thing that kind of pushed, uh, pushes me towards Stolfus in this one is that He's actually a middleweight. Uh, Dwight Grant is like a million years old and he's a welterweight and he wasn't a good welterweight and now he's moving up and he's going to be an even less good middleweight. So I kind of think that with Dwight Grant not throwing any punches ever because he never throws punches, that Stoltzfus is going to do enough to take a decision here. Uh, I don't really see him getting a stoppage, but, uh, I guess it, it could be in the cards, but I'm going to take Stolfus. Yeah, I like uh, I like Stolfus a good bit here. Uh, Grant's 37 years old, going up to middleweight, got knocked out all the time, <laughs> and now he's going up versus you know bigger, stronger dudes here. Um, and I just I just don't think Dwight Grant's any good. Like I don't think he's a very talented fighter. He's going to be undersized now. He has some power. I would say that's his one attribute, but it's kind of gone away a little bit. If this fight, if there's going to be any grappling in this fight, I think it's going to be Stolzfus, and I do think he can get this fight to the ground. Grant has absolutely no takedown defense and no idea what he's doing on on bottom. And Stolzfus actually has okay jiu-jitsu, and he, he can sum some guys. And I don't know. I, I, Dwight Grant is a favorite. I think you have to bet against him. The fact that he's moving up versus a a big dude. Stolfus is a is a big dude too. He is not a, a not a small middleweight. He is a big middleweight, and I think he's just going to be able to body him. I think as long as he keeps us close, clinches, works takedowns, you know, doesn't just have a kickboxing match at distance. I think he dominates this fight. And we have in the first time I think in the history, we are picking a German from Munich. I'm wearing the man a from Munich is from Munich. I'm wearing a Bear Jew shirt. And Munich is a German guy. 
So there's something going on. I'll do anything to get off this few week streak I've been on and in MMA it hasn't been great. So we're going to make Munich a German for the first time. And uh, yeah, Dustin Stoltzfus. All right. Light heavyweight division. Dustin Jacoby. The unhung. New Sean. That's a decent amount of money uh, betting against J- Jacoby. Uh, for some reason, I just don't no. think he's good. I, I just don't think he's good, and he keeps fighting these guys. And I'm like, oh yeah, they they can they can get him, they can get him down, or or clip that chin, and it just doesn't seem to be happening. I might as well waste some more money. Uh, Jacoby's kind of been fighting smaller guys recently. Uh, the unhung one is uh, is going to be bigger than him. He's got some okay takedowns. We saw the the wrangling of Thick Willie. Um, Doesn't count. That didn't happen. That was sparring. That was, that was the the Venom shorts. Um, we've we've talked about it time after time. Doesn't count. Really, the career ruiner moving to the Venom shorts for yeah. old Thick Willie. You can't just put a j- double Pringles can tape together in those little shorts. Yeah, it doesn't work. Only room for one snake in those shorts. Mm-hmm. I think the Don Hung one is going to to get Jacoby down and and rough him up on the ground. So I will be betting him. I, it looks like I should have bet him a little while ago. He could probably get like one thirty. Not that long ago, he's he's getting closer to to almost being uh, minus money at this point. So I better jump in fairly soon. Rob says, especially the backward Venom shorts, Victoria style. He might have died if you put those things on backwards. Like he might have literally died. Like the blood, like the amount of blood it takes to kind of fill that bad boy up. <laughs> Brad, you know what? I-, I cannot tell. Like if people didn't point out that Malarkey was wearing the shorts backwards, I wouldn't have been able to tell at all because those things are hideous, no matter what angle you look they, at them from. Good. Um, Jacoby has like kind of impressed. Like he's very inconsistent. But I'm, I'm seeing things out of him that are starting to impress me more in recent fights. Uh, and the, the biggest thing is that he can actually get back to his feet. His takedown defense still isn't great. Uh, it's a little bit better than it used to be back, you know, in his first UFC run when he had zero grappling at all. But he's very good at working back to his feet. Uh, saw that in the, the cute labia fight. Uh, we saw that a lot more in the Darren Stewart fight. I actually bet Darren Stewart in that one and instantly knew I was screwed when Jacoby was able to get back to his feet uh, a couple times in a row. And I think that if Dehan Hung takes him down, he's going to be able to get back to his feet here. And this is a guy that lost a couple of rounds to Sam Alvey on the feet. So I cannot be confident in betting to unhung here. Uh, if the line keeps moving and keeps getting tighter, if I can get Jacoby at plus money, uh, I don't think that'll happen. But I might uh, might dip my toe in there and, and take a little uh, Jacoby or, or maybe look at Jacoby by decision because uh, I think the hung, the unhung is uh, pretty tough. You got to throw the Alvey fight out. You got to throw it out, right? His next fight was Thick Willie. When you beat Thick Willie, you harness the dick. So what the unhung did is the biggest gap in his life and in his fighting, he was able to harness and take control of the dick mm. from Thick Willie. So from there, he beats Thick Willie. He wins his next fight very impressively. And this is just this is just a new man. I mean, that's that's all it is. I mean, look at 
Look at Nunchucks. Had nothing for Deion Hung. And I think he's he's harnessed the dick a little bit. He's got a substitute in there. Um, so I think he's... Harness good, block bad. Little little uh, Happy Gilmore action. <laughs> he has a decent top game when he gets on top. If the striking is not working, I think he has the plan B. His grappling is okay. He was... We saw in the thick way, but he has got some good ground and pound. He can do some damage on top. And I think on the feet, if he keeps it close, working at the cage and works some takedowns, and he can win this thing. So I like Don Hung here. Um, I've been decent in Jacoby fights. I've, I've picked. A, I think I've lost maybe once or so picking against him. I bet on him several times, but I just don't think this is a good matchup. I think I think the Unhung is good. I do. I think he's pretty good. He harnessed the dick, and that's really all you need. All right. By the way, Jason, I forgot this fight was happening. Bill Algio, Herbert Burns, Nishan, anything here? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty low on Herbert Burns. Uh, I think he lost some money and in, in some fights that he's won. Uh, I just don't think he's that good. He's, he's pretty hittable. Um, that being said, there is obviously a path in this fight. It's, it's pretty obvious if, if he's able to grapple, which for the most part, everybody can take down Bill Aljeo. It's just whether he can do anything with it on the ground. Because LJO does get up, and when it's on the feet, he is throwing a shit ton of volume. So, um, I think I think Burns is going to have to get him out of there, like get him down and get him out of there, because I don't think he can lay on him for three rounds. And when this is on the feet, uh, Herbert Burns is going to get pieced up. So, I'll uh, I think I'll pick LJO. It's going to be annoying if he just gets grapple fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was, uh, Nigel said, Battle of the Billies. I forgot, this was going to be Billy Q. That would have been awesome. He would have done two really, guys. really terrible things to Bill Algeo. Yeah. Really, really mean, have, horrible things. I think that would have been very competitive. It would not have. It would not have been competitive. Yeah. All right, Brad, you got in this fight. I, I've, I've got Algeo, but he's probably going to lose the first round here. He's going to get taken down. Uh, it's a, a question of if he's going to stay, keep on his back for that uh, entire first round or if he's going to work back to his feet. And, man, if I had any any faith that Bill Jail could get a finish in a fight, I would be all over his round three prop in this one because Herbert Burns is going to gas just like we saw against Daniel Pineda. Um, that was a wonderful one. That was so much money. Way. <laughs> that was a large, um, large wager. Yeah, like he should be able to get a finish against Herbert Burns in round two or round three, but I just haven't seen it out of him. He, he's never been able to finish anybody. So I, I think it's Aljo. It's going to be a little bit dicey though because his takedown defense is so bad, and uh, he's liable to to blow a round or two for that. And if Usada is on vacation, and Herbert Burns has that magma. The Brazilian mountain yams going through the veins. He's been out for two years. Yeah. Maybe he's got a little bit more cardio than normal. Yeah. Is it Algeo? Or how are you guys saying Algeo? Algeo? That's not right. There's no way that's right. It's got to be yeah. Algeo. Bill Algae Crumpler. There you go. Algeo. I think you guys are wrong on this one. Um, I agree with the sentiments of both you guys. I think... Bird's wrestling is not very good, but the good thing for him is it doesn't need to be. Uh, old Billy can't wrestle. He can't wrestle at all. He's going to get taken down. And I do think it depends on the gas tank of Herbert Burns. Uh, there's a chance he could 
get on top, hold them down for a round, and maybe get another takedown early in round two, hold them down for a bit, where it could be kind of a coin flip if it gets to the cards, depending on how long Burns can keep him down. Um, the problem with Algeo is he doesn't he, – he puts it on guys, but he doesn't put them on enough to get him out of there. He doesn't do anything crazy to warrant 10 eights or get finishes or things like that. So he does have to rely on getting getting the wins or getting the rounds to win, and I just don't know if he can uh, – he can do it here to lay minus 200. So I do think he can edge him out, but minus 200 on possibly a coin flip um, of him staying up on his feet for the second round. I don't know. Can't take a risk on that one. All right. Middleweight division. Long ambulance. Puna Alastoriano. New shot. Yeah, I don't really have a good read on this fight. They both seem kind of flaky. Uh... Soriano as a big favorite is, I don't, that's, that's ballsy to trust that guy, uh, at, at that number, uh, against really anybody. And I mean, Lung Ambulance probably can get some takedowns. Uh, I don't think he's got to worry about getting guillotined, uh, by, by Soriano. So that's a, that's a bonus in, in his side. Um, I think Soriano probably wins. He might get taken out a bit early. That's just a wide number. Um, no chance of parlaying that. I might even pick Lung Ambulance and Toutmaster. Brad? Yeah, these guys both look like they should be a whole lot more dangerous than they actually are. Uh, a lot of love check Congo syndrome going on here. Um, I think I might actually side with the Lung Ambulance in this one. Um, Puna, I thought he was going to be a whole lot better than he actually is. He basically wings punches, and if they land against somebody that has no chin or no defense, he's going to do all right, and otherwise, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, not really much wrestling to speak of, and I think he's probably going to get out-muscled if this gets in tight uh, against that. Uh, I, I still don't know how this dude makes... 185, uh, even as short as he is. But uh, I was kind of looking at the overs in this spot. I don't think that both these guys uh, seem to be durable. I don't think either one's going to get the other one out. As Sean said, there's not a lot of a sub-threat from, uh, from either side in this one. So over one and a half is probably all right as a parlay piece. Uh, I'm looking more at the, the over two and a half and... Uh, Mason Book has Fight Goes Decision at plus 170. I might take that just so I don't have to sweat out a, a greasy decision because I, I see this being a, a sloppy split either way. You guys pissed off Aaron. What did you do that for? I oh, mean, to be to be fair, the Hawaiians a, have had a yeah the, a pretty rough streak recently. So Puna's not even a Hawaiian, didn't he? Like grow up in Iowa or some shit like that, Aaron. Anyway, I like Puna here. Um, I still think Puna is the much better striker in this one. I think he's a little bit more technical. I know he does get a little bit wild. Um, pretty good power if he does connect. Lung ambulance sucks. He he's not even that great in the first round, and then it's going downhill pretty quick from there. And I just think Puna is the all-around better fighter. I think outside of maybe wrestling, but I just can't see Lung ambulance taking him down and laying on him. That doesn't seem like something that's going to happen. I do think this is going to be on the feet. And I'll just take Puna, who I think is going to be a good bit faster and uh, better on the feet. 
there's a chance he could catch them, but I could also see this just going to the decision. But I think the striking is just better for Puna, and he's going to win this one. So I might even put him in a parlay here. I don't mind the minus 240. I think it's fair. Only well, Andy sucks, man. He's terrible. This will be his last fight in the UFC. For sure. All right. Ricky Saumon versus Jack Shore. Here, Sean. Um, this should be an interesting fight. Like it's it's two two grapplers going at it. I I think I think I'm gonna side with the guy that that I do think is gonna get more takedowns. Uh, and probably can hold a, a bit more top t- top time. Um. I've backed Jack Shore a bunch. I backed him last time against Valiev. I backed him a couple other times inside the distance. He is... That Valiev fight, that's his best win, obviously. The guys he's fought, like, I know he's had some bad luck with people pulling out and stuff like that. I don't think he's shown anything against a guy very good. Um... Valiev is good, but I think this is a pretty big step up and in an interesting stylistic matchup because, yeah, Simone's got a motor. Uh, he'll wrestle constantly for 15 minutes. Uh, I'll take that guy in a, in a matchup that should be mostly grappling. So uh, I haven't bet him yet, but I will be doing that very soon. Aaron, Puna was a – he got seventh in the D3 <laughs> – <laughs> Seven it was like was his best finish in, in D three wrestling. So I still gotta give Wong Ambulance with his black belt in judo maybe a little bit of a Um Yeah, the the Valium fight really kinda changed my perspective uh, of Jack Shore. Both good and bad. Uh his striking was way better than I anticipated in that fight. But I did not think that he was going to struggle as much in the grappling as he ended up doing and like kind of pulled that one out because he scored some knockdowns and Valium always gets a little tired towards the end of fights against Ricky Simone. Maybe he's got that uh, Uriah Faber, you know, (laughs) he can uh, knock him out early, but if this starts to turn into a, a grappling match, a wrestling match, I think Jack Shore is kind of in trouble. And he's a good grappler for a Welsh dude. Um, you know, we were kind of impressed with his wrestling and his grappling coming up through the, the regional scene and his early fights in the, the UFC. But this is a completely different level of wrestling here. Uh, Ricky Simone is going to be all over him. And I don't think he's going to give Jack Shore room to show off that striking. I think it's going to be... One guy getting a lot of takedowns, the other guy struggling to get up to his feet, and just sort of a, a typical Ricky Simone fight. Uh, the last couple, he's actually gotten finishes, which is kind of surprising from him because he's fought some bad guys. But this time around, I think it's just going to be, you know, what we usually see where it's he struggles to keep guys down early and slowly throughout the fight he gets more and more top control uh, and sort of imposes his will a bit more embraces the grind, if you will. Uh, so I, I like Ricky Simone in this spot. I like Ricky Simone by decision at plus 260 even more. Um, that's going to be at least a unit for me, and uh, we'll we'll see how she goes. But American versus Brit in a grappling match? I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, I think you guys uh, said it all here. Uh, 
Ricky Simone's not a guy who's going to go away from the game plan, test out his new and improved striking. He His goal is to make this as boring as humanly possible, to be on top for the most amount. And we talked earlier about position over submission. This man's position. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> he is a position man. He wants to be on top. He doesn't care if he gets the finish. He can get finishes if he, you know, he against bad guys. I don't know if Jack Shore is that guy, but no. we're gonna have a grappling match here, and we're gonna have a, a legit wrestler versus uh, a guy from Europe. Uh, <laughs> just, it's gonna happen, and I think strength is a big one. I think you know Jack Shore isn't known for his strength or anything like that, and Ricky Simone is. He's a strong fucking dude. Like, yeah. when when you see these guys in the cage, it's it's not it's not going to be close. And I think Simone's also the more technical wrestler here. So I think it's going to be a lot of takedowns, a lot of top control. Simone's actually hard to get up from as well. So I'm not sure how how Shore's going to be able to get from some of those with the strength difference as well. So I love Ricky Simone here. I do not understand the line. Um, I thought I would probably would have made Simone like minus two hundred, honestly. Like I thought this line was way, way, way. Uh, but when this fight was announced, that's where I thought the line would be. So this will be the consensus bet of the week. Um, boom. Go Ricky. Wrestlers. Do Jack it. Shore has a definite athletic ceiling, and he is about to hit it this weekend. I think I could beat him up. What do you think? He just looks Maybe. like a guy I could shove in a locker. I don't know. <laughs> no like, muscles. Just No muscles at all. The, these these forearms, there's just... I don't see him having much of a reason to D3 Natty champ. He's just going to... Aaron, you almost kill me when he's the seventh as legit as possible. <laughs> <laughs> was Simone actually a D3... <laughs> Where did he wrestle? I don't even know if he wrestled, did he? Look it up after while well, we're breaking down the next fight. He did, yeah, he did, not, he did not wrestle uh, in college. So, weird. All right, women's flyweight... Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate. Let's go 10 seconds each. I'll pick the dog in a shitty women's MMA fight. Even if the dog's Lauren Murphy? That is correct. I'm not going against it. You should. I've wasted too much. You should. You should on this one. Fred? Nope. Misha's not even going to make weight on this one. She, there's no way she's getting back down to, to 125 with those flotation she's devices. Look, she's going to look good at 125, though. <laughs> Jesus. She's going to look good. She does not want to be here anymore. Lauren Murphy is going <laughs> to grind the shit out of her. <laughs> That's a good, Dixon, this is an incredible matchup. Misha mom quit versus Murphy grandma quit. <laughs> Grandmas are built different, Dixon. They Grandmas are. are built different. Totally. <laughs> That's too good. Are you done, Brad? Is that it? Yeah, Murphy. Oh, you guys. I'm taking Misha. Love Misha here. I might even bet on this. Oh, my God. I wow. might. Wow. How, how is Misha not going to take her down whenever the fuck she feels like it and do whatever the hell she wants? <laughs> I, I there you go. Magic said it. Magic said it. Com- <laughs> combat tits, one and three since May. Big stuff yep. there. Um, but, man, Lauren Murphy is one of the most untalented people I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't know. I probably won't bet this. I just want to say that because you guys picked Murphy. But I think Moose is going to – I mean, how can Misha not outgrapple Lauren Murphy really, really easily? And it's not like if they're on the feet, Misha's dead. She's fighting Lauren Murphy. 
Like, there's no adversity here. Best case for Lauren Murphy is she lands a couple jabs and wins the decision. <laughs> um, I like Misha here. I think I think Misha can out-wrestle her. I think she can do whatever she wants here. So, um, not sure I'll be betting this yet. It depends how desperate I am. Uh, but, I don't know. I think Misha is definitely going to win this fight, though. All right. Featherweight division, Shane Burgos, Charles Erger Dan. You, Sean. Could be a fun one. Uh both these guys, you know, they they get hit uh, a decent amount. So, um Burgos impressed me last time against Quarantio. Um Jordan, I think is going to be in competitive fights but but lose uh against kind of the the better guys that aren't ranked at uh, at this weight class. Um they're both tough. If if I was to play this fight, I'd probably parlay the over two and a half. Um, they've both ch- shown just very good. I know you hated Lance, but this one I I've been horrible betting totals lately, so I'm not gonna bet it. Uh, but they're both tough. I, I I think Burgos is is the better, more skilled fighter. Um, I'll I'll pick him, but no bet. Bradley. Yeah, this is uh this is a tricky one. I think Jordan is the more diverse striker of the two. Um but Burgos obviously has the, the cleaner hands. I think he's got I mean it's tough to say this about Shane Burgos, but I think he's got a little bit better defense. Um Ooh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I from that time he died for a second. <laughs> He, he lived lived for three seconds and then died. Real bad. <laughs> that was the scariest shit I've ever seen in MMA. I think it's yeah, that, that was. And uh... then when my two scariest moments in MMA are that and when John Jones let go of Loyola Machida, just off this <laughs> dead <laughs> body <laughs> person. Like he uh... felt like I was like, oh my god, he literally murdered him in the cage. Loyola is dead. The Machida era is over <laughs> forever. <laughs> it lasted so long. Oh. Uh... Yeah, I I, I kind of want to bet either guy to win this fight in round three. Because by round three, they both are going to have absorbed so much damage. But they both have good cardio, and they're both going to keep throwing everything at the fucking wall in this one that one of them is going to die before the final bell. So I'm looking at fight doesn't go, but more specifically, I'm I'm looking at uh, something in round three because I think there's going to be a late stoppage, and both of these guys have gotten and been stopped late in fights uh, a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I like Burgos here. Uh, I'm not sure about the the doesn't go. Um, yeah, they have been stopped, uh, but when you look at Burgos getting stopped, he's getting stopped by elite strikers and really, really, really good strikers. And Jordan has never been knocked out. And I can't see Burgos subbing him. So I know Jordan gets hit and hurt sometimes, but like he's he's pretty tough. Like he he kind of stays in there and I don't see Burgos subbing him. I don't Burgos could land something clean even early on. Uh Burgos does have good hands, good power, but I, I see this just being I see this kind of playing out like the Billy Q fight. I think Jordan's going to offer a little bit here and there, but it's mostly going to be all Burgos, faster hands. Uh, this fight's going to play on the feet. Jordan's Canadian. So I, gets him. I think we're getting a pretty fair price here on, on Shane Burgos. And 
Burgos to me has kind of let me down a bit. I when I when he first came up and we saw him fight, I think everyone saw those hands and was like, yeah, like this guy's this guy's gonna be great. And I think every time he's taken a step up, he's kind of fallen back down a bit. But I don't think this is a step up uh, from what he's been facing, and I think Burgos can be all over him. Uh, cleaner hands, better boxing. This fight's going to take place in the feet. Um, I think he's also the stronger guy if they get in any kind of clinch or anything situation. So I like uh, I like Shane Burgos here to, to take care of Jordan. All right, flyweight division: Matt Schnell, Sue Maderji, Nishan. I- I'm not touching this fight. I don't think Schnell's going to wrestle. And if this is on the feet, then Maderji is going to probably fuck him up. Um, it is a pretty wide line. Matt Schnell just shows, like, little glimpses. And you're just like, man, is this guy... Could this guy be good if he put shit together? It just seems like he never puts anything together. So, I, I kind of expect Mader, uh, Sue Maderji just to be able to stuff some takedowns if, if Schnell does decide to, to wrestle. Uh, and if it's on the feet, he's, I think he's just going to volume up Schnell and, and maybe even crack that, that chin that is kind of sketchy sometimes. So I'll pick Maderji, but, uh, that is, the, the line is a little wide. Brad? Yeah, there was a while there where I thought the old Schnell was gone for good. And he was just going to become this like point kickboxer. Um, but I hope that, that raw dog choked him out of, or choked that out of him. And he's back to being the, the exciting Schnell, um, that's either going to get knocked out or going to sub somebody. And Sumaderji, the striking is, it's good. It's not bad. Uh, he's got some power for, for a little fella. Um, but he's got four losses against not good guys. All four losses are by submission. And Matt Schnell is by far the best fighter and the best submission artist that he's faced. So Mason must have been having a bad day with the Bitcoin, um, cause he, he put up Schnell sub plus a thousand. Um, he put up the, uh, the sub round props. And if you equaled them all out, uh, they added up to plus 1050. So his calculator was broken. He must have had to use the abacus or something and, and fucked up. Uh, so I'm on Schnell sub here. Doesn't matter when it happens. Uh, it comes out to a bl- about plus 1050 in this one. And, uh, I'm just hoping that he goes back to, to grappling because, as Sean said, if he just sticks around on the feet in this one, probably not going to go great for him. Uh, the durability isn't great. The the actual defense isn't great. And Maderji's a good long striker at, at flyweight. So, um, yeah, I, I'm taking Schnell here by sub. Not super confident, but if there is a path for him, that is most definitely the path. Yeah, I like, I like Schnell here uh, a good bit. They haven't released on all the, the U.S. legal books. They haven't released any of the props yet for some reason. Yeah, I don't, slow on this one. Yeah, they're like DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, seated, all those. They don't have anything out yet. I saw I saw uh, Five Dimes is hanging plus 800 on Snell Sub, which that just seems absolutely insane to me. Uh, even if yeah. I know the, the plus 1,000 is insane. To me, it's one of those fights like if Snell's going to win, he's probably going to be by Sub. If he's plus 225, I would think sub would be max plus 400. 
in, in, a, in a fight like that. Like, that's that's his path. Yeah. If he's going to win, he's going to sub this guy. I don't think he's going to lay on him or anything like that. And I think if he gets him in a bad position, I think Snell can get that finish. So um, I'm going to be playing Snell. Um, I'm looking – I don't think he can, he's going to get a knockout here. I can't see Snell doing that. So I was kind of looking at maybe splitting between sub and money line just to kind of take care of my base. I do think he could possibly win a decision, but I think at the plus 800, man, that is – that's a tempting – that's a tempting one there. Because I – I I on it like I'm not as high on on Sue as some. I'm actually higher on Snell still than somebody getting a little older. But if you look at the guys he's lost to, he's losing to all top five guys in the division pretty much. Um, he's only losing to these top level guys. He's beating who he's supposed to. So and I don't think he's at that washed level yet. Roy Val is a different kind of animal, um, and he's just good. <laughs> so I, I like Snell here, and I like him at the at the sub plus eight hundred. That's in, that's impossible not to bet. So I'll be hitting that once it comes out. All right, welcome to my vision. Lee Jangalang, Muslim Solikov. New shot. Yeah, that's that's a it's a tough one as a as a fan of Jangalang. Um the last time out that was he just I just wanted to hit him to hit Jemayev at least once. That was so bad, man. <laughs> so bad. That was so bad. There was nothing good there. It was not good. Nope. That was yeah, it was sad. It was it wasn't completely unexpected, but no, it sucked. But still, it was pretty bad though. I, I mean, Chimaev's good. I think we we all can agree yeah. on that at this point. But I yeah, feel yeah. like in Meerkat and Jangalang, they had no business stepping into that cage with those mindsets. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, could Muslim Salikov out grapple Jangalang? <laughs> I do think it's possible, which is wild to think about. Um, yes, yeah, Salikov is. You until he didn't. Oh, no, that was not. That wasn't. That wasn't Salikov. That was what's his name. No, I'm confusing. An- Ankleyev. Ankleyev. There you go. There I'm you go. I'm confusing all the Russians. No, Salikov hmm. got to get the decision every fight and does nothing on his feet. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, for his style. It. Is very underwhelming. He it turns out if you're beating guys in all over the world, um, it's a lot funner beating those lower level guys than than coming to the UFC and and fighting good guys because you can't that shit doesn't work as as good. Um, he's a very slow paced fighter. Doesn't throw much volume. Um, I do think he has probably a grappling advantage. Um, Jangalang, he's he's got power. I have a tough time thinking he's gonna win a three round decision. Uh, and Salikov has shown a, a granite chin, so I'm probably gonna have to pick Salikov. But I'll hope that Jangalang knocks his ass out. Brad, so you've got an old spinny shit throwing Russian who I know he got a couple takedowns against Grand Ronaldo. But he rocked him early, and you can't expect a grandpa to survive and, and fully recover from getting rocked early in a fight. I mean, he needs time to get the old stiff joints going. He needs to settle into his rhythm. He's never got that chance. So you got to throw that one out. The Eliza Dushku decision, awful. Awful. Robert, that's, that's robbery. 
that's that's where we can say he did not deserve to win that fight. I don't even know who Leo, Lariano Starboy is, so who cares about that shit? Um, I, I think that Jangalang's just going to get in this dude's face. And, I mean, it, it's easy to say that he's got absolutely no grappling because of what Chimaev did to him. He can defend a takedown a little bit. He can get back up to his feet. It's not like uh, Salikov's any sort of sub-threat here. So I expect to, to for Jang Lang to make this a war. And he is going to throw so much more volume than Salikov's going to throw in this fight that I think even with that granite chin, he's going to land a bunch of shots. Uh, he's going to make it very clear that he is winning the decision in this fight. So uh, Lil Jang Lang's back with some bangers. He's been in the booth. He's been working on stuff. Uh, the boost smells like Burberry, like Ludacris, and uh, and he's going to pull out a win here. So I'm on little Jang Lang, going to have a bet on him. Yeah, I, I hope Jang Lang wins, but this just feels like a boring Russian decision. He's not going to get knocked out. He's going to land a little bit more. He's going to circle a lot. He's going to stick and move. Might even work in a takedown here or there because it is versus uh, Jing Liang, so that can, that can happen pretty easily. So I do think it's a boring Russian decision. You're not going to bet on this fight. Um I think the line's right, and I'm just I'm just not going to touch this one. But I do see a boring decision. All right, I cannot believe this is the co-main event after all these fights we've talked about, but it is. Fucking Michelle Waterson versus Amanda Lemos. Unbelievable, this Michelle Waterson. It's, um, it's Amanda Lemos. So Lemos. Lemos. Waterson has been the main event in three of her last four fights. She's lost all of them. Or no, she's no. She, one, she won was one. She's lost three of four, and she's been in yeah. three of four main events. Imagine the UFC putting this chick on that many main events. I don't understand. It's not porn. There's no advantage there. I don't get it. No, yeah. that's no main event. Absolute atrocity. <laughs> UFC right. has their like stable of ladies that they think are popular and bring in viewers and they push them no matter what, no matter how boring they are, no matter how many times they lose. And it's fucking brutal. And now she's fighting at flyweight. She was too small for one fifteen. No, this is straw weight. You sure? No, this is, I thought this was flyweight. It's straw weight on Wikipedia and on UFC. Oh, I thought it was because she went up to flyweight in her last fight. I thought she was staying there. She went back down? Why the fuck did she go up? Was that Rodriguez fight it? Yeah. Flyweight? It was flyweight. Rodriguez is definitely a flyweight. Yeah. Well, that was pandemic shit. Who knows? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was last year. There you go. Well, that was Somebody that does more research than us says it's 115. So uh, we'll go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, also, who cares? They should, hopefully one of them gets COVID. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know what? I almost forgot that the the Stroganoff or whatever her last name is fight got called off at the last minute, last card, and that was tremendous. That was the most exciting moment of the card. Nunez Castillo. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was yeah. the move of the fight. That was that was wonderful. I saw that. I Metro like, Metro PCS baby. Woo! That's wonderful. I didn't know Love they still it. tested for COVID before fights until that fight was canceled. I did Thank not God. think that was a thing. I'm glad. 
they they gave us a little nugget every once in a while. We we got to cherish mm-hmm. that. They only uh, test the women for COVID, so they can't <laughs> find no one's <laughs> Uh, as yeah, for this fight, I, five seconds. All right, I, I thought we'd get a cheaper number on Lamos after she lost very quickly, uh, but they know better. She's gonna fuck up Waterson. Uh, Waterson is not good. She hasn't been good for a while. Lamos is a bit better. Uh, price is a bit too high, but uh, the pick is Lamos right. by decision. Plus one ten, one Lamos sucks. Um, she looked bad against the one good fighter she's faced. She looked. I thought she mad. looked good until she got choked out, standing choked. Out. I mean, how long could she have looked good? It was like two minutes. <laughs> I thought she looked good until she got standing arm triangle in the I know, first round. I know. I, I laughed at myself that coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Like fuck. Uh, she she usually looks like kind of okay in the first round, I guess. Um, but gases and she's old. And she hasn't fought anybody good other than the person that choked her out with a standing arm triangle in the first round. Uh, and Waters, Water Show, Water Sun, whatever. Aaron, are you related? Please he tell wishes. me you're not related. He wishes. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, does he? Second for some so for some so weird legal. like stepsister stuff, yeah. stepmom stuff. Oh, I'm stuck in the watching machine. Aaron, help. <laughs> Uh, she always makes fights horrible because she's never closer than 15 feet from her opponent and key eyeing at the air. So this is going to be a split decision. Uh, it's going to go 15 minutes. It's going to suck. Uh, I'm going to take Turk for a walk and then I'm going to come back and my, uh, Waterson decision plus 700 ticket is going to cash. So that's, that's what's going to happen. Check in for my condos at like 4 p.m. I think that's around when this fight's gonna happen. So, luckily, <laughs> I think I'll be like carrying clothes up the up to the condo. So that would be good timing. I'll, I'll check lame ass, but no. All right. By the way, fight. This is a good main event. I think this is a very solid, this is great fight night main event. Very happy with this. I'll watch both these guys fight all the time. Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, New Sean. Yeah, it should be a hell of a fight. Um... I don't think I've ever bet Yair Rodriguez, um, so might as well break that cherry now. Uh, oh, I, I I don't. I I've never been. I've never thought uh, Ortega was good. I he early in his career, obviously he was pulling shit out, and that jujitsu is ridiculous. Um, then he had that just insane performance against uh, Korean Zombie. And every thought he, everybody thought he was just unbelievable. And I mean, he did have flashes, very small flashes against Volkanovski, but I mean, that, that's who he is, I think. I think he's a unbelievable grappler that is able to grab things out of nowhere. He could do that in, in this fight. I think if this is going to be a pro, if this ends up being a prolonged striking match, then Rodriguez is just going to be a little bit better. He's he's the longer guy, more varied strikes. Um, that's what he does. Um, so I, I like I like Yair to to win probably a, a decision. Ortega's obviously tough as hell. There is that chance that that Ortega just pulls something out uh, at a 
just crazy time. So I uh, I put two units on Rodriguez at plus 140. I did hedge it with, with Ortega's sub plus 300 for a half a unit. So if he pulls it out, props to him. Uh, I just uh, like Rodriguez on the feet here. Brad? I agree with a bit of what Sean's saying. Uh, Ortega, I still don't see him as a round winner. Um, he's a, a definitely a moment guy. But man, Yair Rodriguez is incredibly overrated. Um, he got his ass beat by Max, and because he didn't get his ass beat by enough, um, people thought that it was some great performance and that suddenly he's a title challenger. And we saw how Max did, you know, a couple weeks ago against Volkanovski. Um, so I'm not sure how much weight that holds anymore. The Ortega performance against Green Zombie also overrated. Um, yep. you know, Zombie, uh, I, I think I said somewhere that he was the zombiest version of Zombie that we've ever seen after that spinning elbow hit. And he was just coasting through the rest of that fight, getting the shit kicked out of him. But we've seen time after time after time that Brian Ortega will lose rounds and get beaten up a little bit uh, and then pull something out of his ass. And I'm not even sure that he needs to, to lose the rounds to, to pull something out of his ass in this one because Gary Rodriguez has never been able to grapple. Uh, I mean, the probably the greatest bet in history was yeah. Frankie Edgar Frankie. as a dog <laughs> against Yair Rodriguez Amazing. back in the day. Um, just incredible stuff. And since then, Jeremy Stevens has out-wrestled him. Um, going back further, like Max took him down three times, and Max doesn't take down anybody. So I, I think if Ortega tries to grapple in this fight, he will get takedowns. If he gets a takedown, I think he's going to find a sub. Honestly, even if Yair throws something stupid on the feet, he might slip and end up on his back, or Ortega might be able to hop on his back or whatever. USADA is off taking their summer vacation. We know that Ortega's done roids in the past, so he's probably on the good juice right now. Uh, it, it all adds up to Brian Ortega grabbing a submission, whether it's in a scramble, whether he gets a takedown and works towards it. Uh, I, I took Ortega sub plus 470 on the, the early FanDuel opener. Uh, long gone now, so I'm a fraud, but uh, I'll, I'll take my fraud money and run in this one. I, I think the, the hedge against that is Yair by decision because I don't think Yair is knocking Ortega out. We've seen Ortega go through all of the shit in so many fights. Uh, and I don't think uh, Yair is better than than the guys that uh, he's faced before and, and have put it on him before. So uh, Ortega sub is my actual bet. Uh, but if you're not feeling confident in that or if you didn't get that good early number, Yair decision is probably not a terrible play. Yeah, I like uh, I like Ortega a good bit here. No one talks about like, – Yair might be the most inactive fighter. I, I'm trying to think of someone who – he has – take out the Jeremy Stevens poke fight. Yair has four fights in five years. Four yeah. fights in five years. When you look at those fights, it was Frankie Edgar just absolutely murdering him. <laughs> and then he lost four four and a half rounds to Korean Zombie. 
And then after that, he fought Jeremy Stevens, where he got dominated in the last round of that fight and got out-wrestled. And then he got beat up by Max Holloway. What is his best performance in those last five years? They're all bad. He has not had a good performance since he was facing – BJ Penn was his last good performance. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Is that good? Um, this yep. guy's just not very good. I think he has a flair for the dramatic, uh, which is on Korean Zombie. I think he's been a very marketable guy. He started off in his career, and, you know, he was kind of that hot prospect, and a lot of people liked him, and he got some – you know, he got that, that big couple big finishes, but he's not that good. Or, Ortega is – I don't know, man. This guy's just a winner. He finds a way to win. He's tough as nails. He's not a guy you're going to get out there with one shot. And Yair's grappling is just – it's too bad. It is very bad. And to Brad's point, I don't think this is one of those Ortega's losing four minutes of a round or he's down two rounds and he gets a third-round finish. I think this is Ortega from the get. I think Ortega's going to strike him a little bit. I think when he gets uncomfortable with that, I think Ortega's going to be able to wrestle. When was the last time Ortega wrestled a guy or fought a guy he could take down? It's very rare. It's like Ortega has to wait until someone makes a mistake or slips on a kick or hits him with a punch. I think this one, Ortega's game plan could literally be like shoot takedowns. Like, I think he can do that. I think the sub prop with Brad got is obviously gone, but I was still seeing some, I think, plus 300s or something out there, um, which, which is not a bad price. But I think it's possible Ortega could win by knockout. I just don't see it happening. Gear is a tough fucking dude. Uh, he can take some punishment, but I feel like Ortega is eventually going to get something, get into the ground, get a neck, and put this thing out of reach. So I like Ortega. Might have him in a parlay. Might play Ortega sub a little bit. I still got to finalize my bets, but... I don't see this thing as 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 competitive at all. Uh, I think the line's pretty far off here. Sorry, Sean. That's okay. Yeah, you're right. What do you guys? What are you? This is where you do it. This is the fight. You know, it's this it's not it? been terrible being on the opposite side of you lately. <laughs> it's very <laughs> true. I'm just sticking to the golf guns. It's making up for everything, no matter how bad MMA and other stuff is. The golf is just bailing it out. It's a bailout all the time. It's yeah. Tremendous. Um, but that'll do it for this week. Um, good timing. We, uh, hour 20 minutes. That was phenomenal. So it's Wes's fault oh. that we usually take a long time, apparently. So we Always. appreciate you guys listening. Uh, everyone enjoy the fights this weekend. They will be back next week for UFC London. I will be, um, on vacation. So I will not be joining. Uh, I'll be in Hilton Head. So I'm not going to do it. We'll a lot of golf, pool, beach, that kind of stuff. Yay. Um, the Open this weekend. Also, I've more enjoyed the Open. 150th Open in St. Andrews. Tremendous. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.